Hey, welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week in our Essential series. This morning, we have a sermon from Pastor Brett Esslinger called Priorities Pull. This is a great sermon. I just encourage you, sit back, spend some time listening and really actively listening, paying attention to what he's saying. This can affect your life, and, and I just believe that God has something to say to you today. So without further ado, here's Pastor Brett. Hey, welcome to church today. It's church in the wild. We aren't all in the same place, but we're gathered together under one name, the name of Jesus. My name is Brett, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're taking some time out of your day. Now, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're out at the mountains, out at the lake, you're at home with your big screen TV. It doesn't matter where we are, but what's amazing is Jesus is present with us right here in this moment right now. As we spend the next few moments together, I'm going to I'm going to teach out of the scriptures, out of the Bible, the word of God. And sometimes like, how can a text that's thousands of years old be relevant for today? Well, it's the timeless truths that are carried forward. So we hold on to the person of Jesus because it's all about Jesus. And we pull from his word principles and practice for today. So I'm excited to jump in. In just a few moments, we're going to sing. It's a, it's a response. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes you're tempted, you're watching online, you're like, well, maybe I'll just fast forward. I just want to go to the talk and I just want to hear what's in the Bible. Can I tell you that this is an important time, an important moment for you and for your family to connect on a deep level, to refresh your soul, to find peace in the presence of Jesus. And we, we approach boldly in response to his mercy, his grace, his love, through songs. So that's coming up in just a few moments. And then Harmon and DeAndre are going to land this plane uh, one more time. But let's jump into the scripture. And I'm just, I'm captured by the beauty of these surroundings. And I was reminded, just like maybe you were today, of Psalm 23 The Lord is my shep- shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. You know, as we've been making our way through this COVID season, really unprecedented times for all of us, I've, I've, I've had a lot of conversations. We've had a lot of moments where we just spent some time over Zoom or on the phone or on FaceTime connecting. And I keep hearing this one phrase, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being tired. What is it about this season that just takes everything out of you? I've heard, I don't want to be restless anymore. I can't find peace. I'm just restless. I, I just gotta, I just gotta keep going. There's something I gotta find a new schedule. I gotta find a new normal. I gotta make it happen. I gotta find and establish my routine. There's a restlessness that is happening in our souls. Now in Psalm 23, it says, he makes me lie down. There are seasons and there is a rhythm where we discover that rest and peace in Jesus is essential to the refreshing of our soul. Now, I don't know about you, it's summertime, 
I love barbecuing in the summertime. I, I love having people over my house. I love, I love everything about it. I love being on the patio. I love the smell of the meat on the grill. I love a cooler full of like ice cold beverages. The sound that a can makes, that fresh can of Pepsi, that's right, Pepsi over Coke. The, the, the sound that it makes when you crack the can and it's got the condensation on the can. It's, there's something refreshing about it. But what I love is when people come over and you're working the grill and you got those ribeyes up on, on the grill and, and you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm gonna cook my sides, I'm gonna cook my steak. You want everything delivered on the plate at the right time at just the right temperature. There's something about like the pressure of, of feeding people. And I love feeding people. I love the idea that like, you gotta have all the preparation. You wanna prepare all your ingredients so you can cook it and you can deliver it. And, and people are just so satisfied. And it happens in the midst of community. Well, one of those moments happened with Jesus. He showed up at his friend's Lazarus's house and his sisters were there making the preparations. There's, there's a party. Two sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha, she's maybe more detail-oriented. She's, she's, she's like prepping all the food. She's making sure the, the grill is primed up. She's got all the ingredients. She did all the shopping. Listen, there's a lot to do. You know, somebody's got to go get the paper plates and the napkins. Somebody's got to get ready when there's a party coming over to the house. Someone's got to get ready. But Mary took a different approach. She literally saw Jesus come in. The party arrives. And she just sits at the feet of Jesus and she listens to him talk and share, speak. She takes a different approach because Martha's just like, you can hear her in the kitchen in the corner clanking away the pots and the pans just getting ready. And Mary is just there like fully absorbed in the moment. There's something to be said about preparation and planning. I mean, come on, there's nothing worse than you go to, you know, you're, you're making, all, like, you're taking care of all these details and there's just that one person in the corner that's just not doing anything. And you're like, come on, like, you could at least, like, pick something up. You could, you could offer to help. I, I don't need you to help. Like, the truth is when someone comes over, they're like, hey, how can I help? I'm going to say no, but you better offer. You know, it's like, that's just kind of like how it is. Like, you're going to say no. So imagine this. you got a party coming over. Jesus Christ, creator of the universe, is coming to your house. You're like, listen, things have got to be right. The details have got to be right. It's got to be okay. This is the account in Luke chapter 10. We'll look at verse 39. We'll start there. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her, because you're the Lord, creator of the universe, tell her to come and help me. But this is his response. My dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. You're worried and upset about all the preparations. You're worried and upset about all the things to get it just right, to dial it in the atmosphere, the mood, the food, getting it all right. Martha, you're worried about the details. But Jesus looking at Martha, I can only imagine as he looks her in the eyes, he's, you're worried about the details but I'm right here. I wonder how much time I've spent in my life 
worrying about the details, to make everything just right, to make the scene just right, to make the setting just right. I wonder how many times I've missed the fact that Jesus is right here, right here with me because I was distracted by the small things. Now, I'm not saying we need to forget about the small things. I, all I'm saying is we need to make the main thing the main thing. You know, sometimes it's easy for us to get caught up in, in what I call perpetual motion. You know, where you just keep busy. Maybe, uh, maybe you've experienced this recently in this season where in an effort to find uh, real life or for things to feel like they've felt like before, you just find yourself picking up new tasks or new hobbies. You, you find the days kind of blending together. So you, you find anything, something to give it some kind of substance, maybe to break up the day and you just keep yourself in perpetual motion. You keep yourself busy from project to project. Come on, all those couples who are at Home Depot every night keeping yourself busy because it's the right time. And I'm with you. I get you. We painted the house. I, I get you. But we keep ourselves busy because we're trying to find purpose in the midst of the pause. There's something inside of us that says, if I just keep my hands busy, if I just maybe work a little harder, I can demonstrate my work. I think if we start to pull back the layers of what's pushing us forward, and I mean, there's a little bit of personality in the mix too. Maybe you just, you just love to, to keep working on things. But I'm wondering about those of us who says, man, this, this season, this is out of character. This isn't my normal approach. Is it possible that in the midst of the pause, you found part of your identity in the busyness of your hands. And it's led your soul from a posture of rest to restlessness. Maybe there's a purpose in this season, in this rhythm, in this routine. Maybe it's a reset, maybe it's a rest. Did you notice that when you stay in perpetual motion, you find yourself without rest? Let's think about this for a moment. Maybe my busyness, my pushing, my prioritization is revealing something that's inside of me, something that's inside of my identity, something that says I have to prove my worth, I have to show my worth, I have to show people that I'm worth something. Jesus died on the cross, not because you are worthy, but because you are worth it. And there's nothing that you can do to earn that love and that affection. You've already got it. He looks at you and he says, I love you. I cherish you. I have a plan and a purpose for you. No amount of busy work is going to satisfy the longing in your soul that could only be fulfilled and found in Jesus. I don't know if you've ever experienced a pothole in Alberta. For those watching in other parts of the country and around the world, welcome. Thank you for joining us. But here we've got some crazy winters. And when it gets really warm in our amazing, beautiful uh, summer days, the concrete starts to crack and we get these giant sinkholes in the middle of the road. And I don't know if you've ever been driving and you hit one of those giant sinkholes, potholes, and all of a sudden your car kind of does this crazy thing. And to be honest, you start praying right away. You're like, oh, dear Jesus, I can't afford this right now. Please bring my car 
back into alignment. You just start declaring the good things of God over your car. But what you start to notice is that as you're driving, it just starts to like pull a little bit. Like you never, you didn't used to kind of move to the right, but now you're just kind of rolling to the right a little bit. So you're driving on the highway, you just take your hand off for a moment, all of a sudden the car just starts to shift. Starts to, starts to pull a little bit. It didn't used to do that. Then what you notice is, hey, I should probably get that fixed, but then life carries on, things get busy, you know, your, your schedule picks up and you forget about it until the next summer when it's like, man, I think I should replace my tire. Something's wrong. And you go and you look at the other tires on, on the side of the vehicle and you realize that they're bald just on one side, that there's this wear spot on the outside of the tire. Like, how, why is this like this? It's because your car was out of alignment and it began to pull you. And when you get pulled and things stay out of alignment, it begins to wear on the tire in a different way. It begins to break down the tire compound. It begins to create an uneven wear. Now you're like, I don't care about tires. Maybe you don't, but I think what you care about is your soul. If gratitude gives perspective, then priorities pull. Priorities pull. You always get pulled in the direction of the priority of your heart. Scripture shares this, the words of Jesus, where your treasure is, it's where your heart is, your, tri your, your priorities pull. Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, Martha clanging around with the pots and the pans. And I mean, she gets a bad rap because she's just trying to do the best she can with what she has. But let's be honest, her priorities pull. It was more about the presentation than it was about the presence. Priorities pull. Let's jump back into the word. This is Matthew chapter 7. All right. Buckle up, stay with me. If you're with me, say, I'm with you wherever you are. Come on, give me, and I'm with you. All right, I can feel it through the power of the internet today. Right now, come on, on chat right now, just give me an I'm with you. That's right, drop the I'm with you right in the chat. Come on, that's right. Thank you, Tara Strashine, for that. Thank you for those I'm with you's. I can feel it. You're with me today. Matthew 7, we'll start in verse 22. On judgment day, yeah, we're going there. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and many perform miracles in your name. You getting the, getting the drift? But God, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. <laughs> but I will reply, I never knew you. But God, I did this for you. I did this for you. My friends, can I tell you, the journey with Jesus, the relationship with Jesus has never been about performance. It's not about what you can do for him. It's what you can do with him. Our priorities pull us. Our passions pull us. We, but I love doing this, so I want to do this. And it's even better if I can do it in the name of Jesus. And there's something special about that. But my friends, it is possible to pursue our passions 
in the name of Jesus, but to leave him on the sideline. It's not because we don't want him there. It's because there's something inside of us that says, I have to show it to you. I have to prove it to you. See, Daddy, aren't you proud of me? Don't you see that I can do it? Don't you see that my dinner is perfect and the plates are prepared? And he says, don't you see? Why don't you come and sit with me? Our priorities pull. Our priorities pull. Think about this in Matthew 6, verse 10. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where are my priorities pulling me? Are they pulling me towards Jesus? Are they pulling me down a path towards his purpose or my priorities pulling me towards performance? I have to prove it. I have to show it. I can't find rest because I can't stop working because I'm worried about my relational status with Jesus. You don't have to worry about your relationship status with Jesus. It says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, invite him into your life, walk with him. It's not about showing that you're good enough. It's about embracing his mercy, his love, his grace, and allowing him to transform you from the inside out. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Come on, my priorities pull. Now you may ask, how do I know that I'm living in the will of God? (laughs) This is, I mean, this is like classic questions that we deal with. How do I know I'm living in the will of God? How do I know that I'm accomplishing the will of God? Jesus, are you actually in this? And sometimes we can get paralyzed by our own perspective, wondering if, if like we're missing God altogether. And I'm just wondering if, if, if our fear is based once again in our performance. It's not, God, am I with you? It's, God, am I doing it right? Are you happy with the way that I do this? Are you happy with the way that I'm pulling off? How do I know I'm in the will of God? My friend, it's not how, it's who. Every night, maybe parents, you can relate, it's, 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 Bedtime chaos is, I think, the best way that we can describe it. It's summer nights in Alberta. It's late nights. It's the sun is up in blackout curtains, trying every trick of the trade. I don't know about you. We're now like we're going old school. We got every a Walkman, and he's listening to Odyssey tapes at night because it's like who doesn't love an adventure in Odyssey? And if you didn't grow up on it, uh, Pastor Seb can send you actually every episode. He's digitized the whole collection, and we can hook you up. But who doesn't love a Bible adventure? Like we're doing anything we can to make nighttime happen. You know, nighttime, uh, you get them in bed, and all of a sudden you hear that little light click on, and you know, like they're reading something, and they're reading a story, or they're, or they're playing. It's, it's just a little crazy chaos. But I go in and I pray, and I pray this simple prayer almost every night. I pray Jesus, and I pray for each of my sons by name. Jesus, may Everett and Kingston, may they know you and be known by you. I wonder what our relationship with Jesus might look like If it wasn't based on knowing about him, but it was based on knowing him and being known by him. When the relationship hits a point 
where he begins to speak into the most sensitive areas of our heart and our soul. And sometimes it's raw and sometimes it's real, but it's because he knows us. He loves us. It's because we trust him and we invite him in that he begins to speak into the depths of our soul that we could become the people that he always created us to be. I wonder what our lives might look like, what our church might look like if we were people of God who know God and who are known by God. Think about Luke 10. Jesus dealing with Martha and the kitchen catastrophe and and the drama with Mary and, and being perceived as a lazy one. The truth is our Western sensibility says Mary's a lazy one. She was just trying to get out of work. But the heart of God says in Luke 10, 42, there is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Our priorities pull. Our priorities pull. May we be people who passionately pursue the person in the presence of Jesus. Above all else, that we would know him that our identity would be rooted and grounded in him. May we understand that he already loves us. He already paid the price on the cross for us. So stop trying to pay a debt that's already been paid. You wouldn't pay the bill at the restaurant twice. So why do you keep insisting that you've got to pay? The price has been paid. Today, my friends, I wonder if we can grasp the phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May my heart be in alignment with the heart of Jesus. If my heart and if my life is going to look like Jesus, then I've got to know him on a deeper level. And the amazing part is he stands and he's calling. Revelation 3 says that he stands at the door and he knocks and he wants to have dinner with us as friends. He wants to invite us around a table, a barbecue where the best preparations have already been made. And you don't have to worry about the details. You need to worry about the person. My friend, today, Jesus is calling you deeper. He's calling you to a personal place. Sometimes we get so into the routine of our religiosity that we forget that it's all about our relationship. We're not watching church at home, church in the wild, because we have to. We're watching it because we want to go deeper. And Jesus is drawing us in and he's speaking through people like me. He reaches his hand forward and he says, together, we can do this together. We are better together. But I don't want you to know about me. I want you to know me. I want to know you. 
I don't know where you're at in your journey with Jesus. Maybe you've been in this for a long time. And you feel like you know the ropes. My friend, today I believe that Jesus is speaking directly to you and he's saying, did you know that there's more? Did you, did you know that even the depth of where you have gone in terms of your knowledge is not complete unless you experience the fullness of His grace and His love and He wants to draw you in further and deeper. He wants to meet you by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, He's meeting you right now. So wherever you are, this is for those who've been with Jesus for a while. Just put out your hands in front of you. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming right here, right now to meet you exactly where you are. He doesn't care that He's coming at you through technology. In fact, he wants to make a point today. He's not limited by time and space. He's not limited by a building. He's not limited by Facebook, YouTube, or church online. He's in your living room. He's in your hand. He's in your car. He's with you right now, and he wants to meet you. Come on, put your hands out in front of you. Jesus wants to come and meet you in this place. God, I pray right now that you would come and pour out your love, your mercy, and your grace. May the power of your Holy Spirit sweep over us right now in a way that we have not yet experienced. God, we put you you in a box we've defined you for too long by the amount of knowledge that we can comprehend but Jesus come and pull us into a place of presence pull us into a place of experience Jesus right now we we want to know you more than we knew you yesterday and Jesus we want you to know us we give you now permission to come into our lives, speak into the depths of who we are, round off our rough edges and transform us from the inside out. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, my name's Seb and I'm one of the pastors here. Thanks for joining us today for Scattered Saints Podcast. If you'd like to know more about who Jesus is, head over to scatteredsaints.ca slash Jesus. And we have more information for you there. You can get connected to a local church or you can just find out more about who Jesus is. We would love to see you in person sometime. So you can head out to either our West End or our Stony Plain location. We would love to see you. Say, hey, I listened to your podcast and I just had to see it in person. And we will see you next week for another sermon in our Essential Series.